You're listening to a news story on the audio version of The Taiyi. Thanks for listening. The Taiyi is a nonprofit newsroom that is funded by our audience. So, if you appreciate this article and you'd like to help us do more, head on over to support.thetaiyi.ca and become a Taiyi builder. You choose the amount to give, and you can cancel any time. Meet the supportive housing workers who want to join a union. By Jen St. Denis, May 2, 2023. When Jennifer Cameron was a child, her family found support at an Attire Women's Resources Society safe house. They were new to Vancouver and fleeing domestic violence. It was the first step on the path to permanent, safe housing for her mother and three youngest children in East Vancouver. Cameron later worked for Attire in a building called Kai 7E that houses older Indigenous women. It was her dream job, said Cameron, who was Dakel from Nakasli Wadden on her mother's side and Midas on her father's side from Faust, Alberta. My lived experience is supporting my mom and my aunties, Cameron said, an experience rooted in her Dakel culture that values generosity, reciprocity, and respect. That's just what I know. Now Cameron is among the employees supporting a union drive at the nonprofit hoping to win the right to be represented by the BC General Employees Union. Cameron says when she got pregnant, she was given conflicting information about maternity leave benefits and was initially told she would not be able to return to her job because it was considered a temporary position. Instead, she was offered a relief position that Cameron says would have ended up being lower paid because the hours were not guaranteed. Atira said it wasn't possible to guarantee her previous job because Key7E was a temporary program that would end before she returned. The Thai has confirmed Cameron's account by reviewing emails and other documentation between her and AWRS. Atira Management then offered her a job managing Betty's Boutique, a donation hub and used clothing store Atira runs as a social enterprise. Cameron turned that offer down because that job would have also been lower paid. Finally, Atira Management said she could return to her previous position, but only after Cameron advocated for herself repeatedly, all while caring for her newborn daughter. I love working for Atira in terms of my job, Cameron said. But one thing I know for certain is that they could be doing a lot more for Indigenous women in the community, the Indigenous women who they serve and support. And they could be doing a lot more for the Indigenous frontline workers who work for them. Cameron and some of her fellow employees at one of BC's largest providers of supportive housing are hoping that joining a union will help make their workplace safer for them and the vulnerable women and children they serve. Over the past few months, workers have been quietly organizing throughout Atira Women's Resource Society, supportive housing buildings. They now hope to join the BCGU, which already represents workers at a society subsidiary, Attire Property Management Incorporated APMI runs 18 SROs in the downtown east side that house both men and women, while AWRS operates 29 supportive housing buildings specifically for women and gender-diverse people. Attire Women's Resource Society also operates transition houses for women and children fleeing violence and six childcare centers. The organization's stated mission is to end violence against women. The women and gender-diverse people on the front lines of the organization work in supportive housing buildings and shelters that house women with a wide range of needs, 
from mental health to addictions to experiences living with violent partners and in profound poverty. Many residents have experienced trauma firsthand and intergenerational trauma from the effects of residential school, the 60s scoop or other racist colonial practices that targeted indigenous people in Canada. The Thai interviewed four current workers and one former AWRS worker for this story. Because of the fear of career repercussions for speaking publicly, the Thai agreed to keep three of the workers anonymous. A Tyra Women's Resource Society did not respond to questions from the Thai. Workers cited workplace safety as a key issue. Workers say they often work alone in buildings where violence is common and where overdoses are frequent. Short staffing often pushes workers to work long hours, Hesed Torres, who worked at one of Atira's supportive housing buildings between 2018 and 2020, said she has worked three shifts in a row because there was no one else to work the next shifts. Cameron said she had worked two 12-hour shifts, back-to-back. The workers also said they feel that management doesn't listen or adequately respond when frontline workers try to raise concerns or suggest how to make the workplace safer. Some safety issues, like fixing a rotten floor at one building or providing protective equipment in the early days of the COVID-19 pandemic, weren't resolved until workers reported the issue to WorkSafeBC, employees, and BCGU representatives involved in the unionization effort said. Workers also said they need more counseling to deal with violent and tragic incidents that frequently affect both workers and residents. My partner and I discovered a person deceased, and I don't think there was anyone who had called to check in to see if I was doing okay, how's my experience, or if I need to time off, said Torres. The other workers the Thai interviewed said they had similar experiences. The concerns of the Attire Women's Resource Society workers are similar to what employees at Attire Property Management Incorporated previously told the Thai. In 2021, the Thai reported on workplace safety concerns and lack of training at Attire Property Management Incorporated APMI workers joined the BCGU in 2010. BCGU also represents supportive housing workers at Rain City Housing and Support Society and Lookout Housing and Health Society. A previous attempt to unionize the society failed, and the lore of that attempt has trickled through the organization and sometimes presented a barrier to convincing co-workers to trying again, according to employees who spoke to the Thai. In 2013, AWRS workers voted on whether to join the union, but management challenged the proposed bargaining unit by a BC Labor Relations Board. The board ruled in favor of management and the votes were thrown away, uncounted. But the union is taking advantage of new legislation brought in by the current NDP government in 2022 that simplifies the steps to joining a union. If at least 55% of employees show they intend to join a union by signing union membership cards, a union will be automatically certified. A vote is still needed if between 45 and 55% of employees sign cards. The union says it cannot discuss how many AWRS workers have signed cards so far or when the campaign started, but its card-signing effort is ongoing. The certification threshold must be met in a period of six months. AWRS workers the Thai spoke to said they believed that if there was a better path to bring their concerns and suggestions to management, they would be able to make the buildings safer for the vulnerable women who live in society housing.
We know what's going on, said a worker, the Tai has agreed to keep anonymous. And it would also give us the power to collectively state when there is an issue. Thanks for stopping by the Tai today. Anytime you're in the mood to listen to important stories written well, we'll be here. And if you'd like to keep independent media going strong, head over to the Tai.ca and click on the Support Us button to pitch in. Finally, big, big thank you to all of our Tai builders who made this story possible.